You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hi, everyone. Here's a bonus trade from the CIO of Bleakly Advisory Group, Peter Bookfar. You can check out the full episode with Peter at www.realvision.com forward slash my life in four trades. And be sure to use the numeral four when you search. Is there somebody or a group that you think of as mentors or that's helped you or that even now you turn to when you are doubting yourself to sort of bounce ideas off of? Well, one of the regrets that I have in my career is I never really had a mentor for that, that sort of showed me the ways. I, I had to learn a lot of it on my own and sort of walking through the forest lost and getting poked and trying to find my way out. Uh, now, I consider more my mentors not being personal mentors, being sort of um, spiritual mentors and, and, and reading certain people hmm. that just see the world similar to the way I do and approach that their, their, their investments similar to the way I do. So not that they came over, put their arm around my shoulder and says, you know, I'm going to guide and teach you the way. It was me just reading about their experiences that I tried to help incorporate into my own experiences, mm. if that makes sense. Absolutely. Everybody needs that. No, it does. You talked, you know, throughout, you talked about the importance of the sort of books and history. Being a student of history sounds like it was really important for you in informing your framework. And even just reading people now, I mean, there are select people that, that are my sort of my go-to reads on a week, daily, weekly basis. And I'm not talking to them on the phone or hanging out with them, but I'm, I'm reading them and I appreciate their opinions. And they're not right all the time too, but we have just a very similar level. And it's, you know, hearing uh, these opinions sort of help me know when I'm out of place and when I'm not. Absolutely. That's why it's so important, I think, for people to have that communication, whether they're writing a book or whether they're putting in a blog or whether they're doing a, you know, a video interview, um, but sharing their opinion um, and putting it out there for other people to help them learn from, I think is hugely important. For sure. Are you, are you having as much fun doing it, Peter, now as when you first started out? Are you surprised at where you've ended up? Am I surprised? Um, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm more grateful that that I'm still doing this and that I love it and I work seven days a week, not because I have to or I'm forced to, it's just that I just love it. And there are moments of, of difficulty and challenges and stress. And there are times when you reap the rewards, but you know, I just enjoy it. So to me, it's, it's um, something that is more than just a job. It's a hobby and something that, uh, you know, I'll be doing for as long as I can think and read. And that certainly is something to be grateful for. Yes, absolutely. I want to ask you, um, you know, this does come, you always seem, and even when we do interviews, you always seem so calm and so thoughtful and, you know, no matter what's going on in the day, how do you handle the stress of investing? Um, Because it can be, as you said, if you're having a day or the markets, and we've seen what's been going on in the markets, I mean, you know, it's enough to to stress out anybody, even people who aren't in it. How do you handle the stress of investing and trading? 
Well, one, and again, this just suits my personality and, and it's for some people, not for others, is that because a lot of my ideas are longer term in nature, it helps me to block out the daily noise. So if there's a crappy day in the market, yeah, I, I can understand where it's coming from. But if I don't feel like it impacts a particular idea of mine, you know, then I just say, okay, it's just, you know, chalk it up to a bad day. Now, the markets, obviously, over the past year, you know, year uh, we're in a bear market. So you have to accept that reality and you have more challenging days than, than not. But you position, hopefully, the, your portfolio in, in, a, in a more defensive way in that environment. Understand the environment you're in. Uh, you know, the worst thing you can be is a bull market in a bear market and a bear in a bull market. You know, I know that from experience. Being a bear in a bull market is extraordinarily painful. Um, but I think being understanding the market that you're in helps you to deal with the stress. So if, if the Fed comes out and they're hawkish and the markets fall and you expected them to be hawkish because you've been thinking and talking about inflation for a couple of years, well, then you can weather that. But, you know, you're going to have your frustrating days where you want to bang your head against the wall and uh, how come this is not working out or how come that's happening. But I think just the older you get, the more things you see uh, and depending on, on, again, the time horizon of your ideas can help you block out a lot of that noise. I know for me, if I was trading short term on a daily, weekly basis, you know, I'd be I'd be huge, much more stressed than I am because I'd be so far into the daily fluctuations uh, and the weeds of that, that I don't know how I would sleep at night, but that's just me. So how do you unwind? How do you help? What helps block it out? Watching sports, playing sports, having a drink at the end of the day, blocking it, trying to block out why I say, why I say I work on the weekends, it's just reading, but try to do other things. Uh, on, on the weekends and, uh, mm. you know, try to decompress uh, on the weekends and also on a vacation if you get one here and there. Yeah. Nothing like sports, I think, to bring us out of our environment and totally immerse us in another one. You know, that's the that's the beauty of it, especially when if you're lucky enough to get your hometown in the hunt for something, um, yeah, which, for which sure. hopefully we're doing in New York. Mm. What what advice or any tips would you have for investors or you know, people starting out, they don't even have to be professional, just people who are, you know, trying to take some interest in growing their money. What, what kind of advice would you give them? I think just, just constantly reading and, and, and learning as much as you can on your own. And, you know, if you have a, it's very easy, like if you're not in the industry, you have a financial advisor and relying on the financial advisor. If you have a good one, then that's great. But I, I think just everyone should just, if they're interested in the markets, learn as much as you can about it. And, Make education not just something that has an endpoint, but something that is 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 unlimited in what you can do. And that just reading the Wall Street Journal or Financial Times every single day is an education about what's going on in the world. And, and just constantly testing and, and testing yourself and, and learning more, staying within your comfort zone, of course, but constantly just learning as much as you can. I think that's great advice. Financial literacy is something, I mean, we don't always want to want to do it, but you don't want to go back and say, why didn't I know that? Or why didn't someone tell me that? Yep. You know, I mean, the more information you have, the more power you have. It's so critical, I think. I, absolutely. One, one of the joys I had is when my, my son was in high school, when he was a senior, he had an investments class and the teacher asked me to come in and, you know, chat with the kids and uh, talk about the stocks that they owned. And, uh, you know, that, that, that he was able to have that class, which is I never had that class. We had our 
or basic classes when we grew up. Yeah. Uh, and not every school system has these, but um, I, I, I enjoy at least younger people uh, giving them my two cents if they ask me uh, about my uh, experiences, <laughs> uh, particularly the bad ones, because you know that's what helps you uh, grow both as a person and as an investor. Yeah, no, I think that's great. My daughter also has a financial literacy class. It's ma- it's a requirement for all of them before they graduate high school, that's and it's great. great. And I love, especially for the girls too, who you know, frankly, tend not to have these conversations directed at them. Um, it's so fun and it's so empowering. Although she texted both her dad and I and said, like, what stocks do you think I should buy? And I was like, I, I, I need it right now. And like, we both threw names out, but then we were like, what time horizon? You didn't tell us it was for a four week performance. We were going That's crazy. Yeah. But, um, but she's very aware. That's because- great. It's great that she's curious and she's great that she's asking those questions. To hear the full episode with Peter, visit www.realvision.com forward slash my life in four trades. Be sure to use the numeral four when you search. podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads go to lips and ads.com now that's l-i-b-s-y-n ads.com